Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today I love to speak about the cost of my salvation. I like to talk about does being saved mean that there'll be some cost I'll have to pay? And I'll just quote a few scriptures. I'll start with the book of Luke chapter 12 verses verses 49 to 53. Mm, I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. <clears throat> like Jesus is saying there, he, he has come to cause division. I know sometimes when we get deeper, when we get deeper in our salvation, somet- sometimes some of our relationships are shaken. Some of our friendships, you know, it could be even a boy-girl relationship. It could be even a family relationship like what is being spoken about in these verses. They're shaken because uh, your beliefs and the other person's beliefs, you know, they're not agreeing and there's so much, you, you can just feel the division, you can just feel the separation happening. And Jesus himself said these words, that he himself has come to bring this division. So it's not a foreign thing, it's not a thing that is out of this world. It is normal when, you, when you're born again, and even not just being born again, if you, when you're in the path of growing deeper in the things of Christ, you'll find some shaking and some separation in some relationships. So it is very much normal. Uh, secondly, we read from the book of First Corinthians, First Corinthians one eighteen to twenty five. Okay, so it says, "For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made?" foolish the wisdom of the world for since in the wisdom of god the world through its wisdom did not know him god has god was pleased through the foolishness foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe jews demand signs and greeks look for wisdom but we preach christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So here we we see our preaching and uh, our, our uh, the gospel that we preach, the gospel of Christ, we look foolish to, to the world definitely it will look foolish and if it looks foolish you will also be called foolish like most people who don't understand the things of the of god most people who are not born again they will call you foolish because they think the the message of christ is foolishness it is written there uh then we'll go to matthew 19 21 matthew 19 21 
let's get to Matthew 1921. Okay, minute, a minute, a minute. Yeah. It's okay. So Matthew 1921 says, Jesus answered. Uh, okay, I think we can start from 16. Matthew nineteen sixteen, The rich and the kingdom of God. Just then, a, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Uh, Jesus replied, Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All this I have kept. The young man said, What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What what then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on the glorious throne, you, you who have followed me will sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, brothers or sisters or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or fields, for my sake, we receive a hundred times as much, and will inherit eternal life. But for many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. So here we see Jesus, after Peter asked, uh, we, who, we who have left everything, what is there for us? And Jesus tells him, you who have left, and in this in this verses we see again he's he's he he say he's talking about you know family members brothers sisters father and we can add even other things we can add friends we can have we can add jobs we can add career you know anything that you left to for, to follow Christ anything that costed you you know for your salvation anything that costed you for your obedience in Christ Jesus is saying here you will inherit a hundred times as much in eternal life so that just continues to show us that every time we follow christ that there has to be some denying there has to be some some separation there has to be something that we will give up for the sake of following christ uh, let's go to luke 14 25 to 34 luke 14 25 to 34 okay so Luke fourteen twenty five to thirty four. Okay, let's read the cost of being a disciple. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, "If anyone if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, again we see Jesus, you know, comparing, you know, the cost of salvation with family members, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even their own life." Such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. 
Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go for war against another king. Wouldn't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the coming against him with 20 thousand if he is not able he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way a long a long way off and will ask for terms of peace in the same way those who those of you who do not give up everything you have you have cannot be my disciples salt is good but if it loses its saltiness how can it be salty again it is neither it is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure heap it is drawn out whoever has hears let them hear so here we see again jesus saying that a cost of being his disciple a uh, a uh, 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 thing about being his disciple will mean they they has to be a cost they has to be a cost and they has to be a denying like i'm saying they has to be a giving up and he, here again like i said you know he's comparing this giving up to it could be a family member it could be possession it could be something that you truly love because family members are amongst the people that we truly love so it could be it could be you know a job a career uh yet something very close to you something that is very close to you so following christ you know has a cost and here he's saying that before you truly before you decide you want to follow christ it's better for you to sit down and count the cost you know don't start something that you will not be able to finish don't start something you know and just build the foundation and you will not be able to finish the whole the whole house he's even com- saying here that you know people will laugh at you you started building a house you know and you realized hey i can't do this you know i had not calculated the cost well and it it will just be a ridicule you know for you so christ is telling us it's important before you decide oh i am truly following christ sit down and calculate the cost and it will not be easy it will cost you it will cost you pleasure it will cost you comfort it will cost you friends it will cost you even some family members it will cost you looking foolish to the world but in james i think it's in james 4 verse 4 says uh Okay, I'll read it. But something like enmity, uh, love for the world is enmity with God. So it will cost you not loving the world. It will make you seem foolish. You will look foolish. You will look, you know, disoriented. You will look. You will just look funny. You'll just look funny in the in the in the in the eyes of the world. But we know that our 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 gain we know that 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 looks foolish for us it's not foolish it is gain we know we are gaining and we know what what our salvation means to us and we know that our inheritance is eternal life so in verse 34 in the same Luke 14 it says that salt is good but if it loses its saltiness so i saw this in the uh, i saw this salt as us as christians we are the salt and there is no particular time we are supposed to lose our saltiness so if we are following christ we are following christ we are following him wholeheartedly we are following him with everything we are following him despite losing whatever you know is in our way despite 
we don't want to we 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 don't care like we we are just following we are following him because we have sat down we have calculated the cost and we know this journey is worthwhile so let us not be those people who will lose the salt because when salt loses its taste it's thrown out like it's been said in here in Luke 14:34 salt that loses its its saltiness is thrown out because it's it's not beneficial to anyone who wants to put salt in food and it doesn't you know it doesn't have its its taste so let's 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 be people who are salty you know always always and always like following Christ and calculating the cost and let us always be aware that it will cost us it will cost us it will cost us something it will cost and it will be painful at times it will be painful it's not easy losing your friend it's not easy losing your sister you know because of your faith it's not it will be painful losing comfort losing your wealth you know giving up your wealth giving up your comfort giving up even sometimes your career you know it's not easy it's not easy but that is a cost we have to do if we have to if we, if you are to if we are to follow to follow Christ fully yes okay so i think i read another verse in Luke 9:57 to 62 Luke 9 57 to 62 the cost of following jesus as they were walking along the road a man said to him i will follow you wherever you go jesus replied foxes have dens and birds have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head he said to another man follow me but he but he replied lord first let me go and bury my father jesus said to him let the dead bury their own dead but you go and proclaim the kingdom of god still another said i will follow you lord but first let me go back and say Goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So we just see like salvation has a great cost. Salvation has a great cost. Like Jesus here is even denying someone from going to bury, you know. They're dead. He's denying someone from going to say goodbye to their family. He's like, if you're following me, it's right now. Let's go. No looking back. You see, like the way, okay. Like the way Lot's wife looked back, you know, and she was caught up in the destruction of, of Sodom. So if we follow Christ, we follow him and we are not looking back. It's, I have decided to follow you and I'm following you and I'm not looking back. So I think even when we, we bring people to Christ and we tell people about salvation let's just be honest let us be honest with them and tell them that salvation it's not is not easy it will cost you it will cost you every pleasure it will cost you your comfort it will cost you relationships it will cost you a lot it will cost you you know even maybe your home like jesus himself here he's saying he doesn't have a place to place his head it will cost you all that so even when we 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 tell people about the gospel let's not just tell them when you get saved your life will never be the same again oh your life will be so good no your life will be tough it will be tough but it will be worthwhile because we know where our eyes are fixed and we know that our our our, our prize and our, our 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 salvation is is worthwhile and is is good yes so yes that is what i wanted to say and i hope you have been blessed thank you